For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Circle Sports Talk coming to you live. Got my man Kelvin K in the building. What's up, Fitz? I got my man Jared, the guard in the building. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? You know how we do here in the Circle Sports Talk where we give you the most current, up to date sports news available to us. Ain't much going on in the world today other than some craziness. We call the NBA. Free agency period, you know. I always say the season ain't never over, so. Yeah, a lot of talk, man. There's a whole lot of talk going on right now with the NBA. We got a lot of free agents. We also got the NFL right around the corner. We got Major League Baseball. We got Wimbledon. We got boxing. We got it all here on the show. So this is what we going to do, man. First and foremost, I'd like to say thank you for listening to us on Perspicuous Media. Here on TuneIn Radio. This is what we do. We love doing it because we have fun doing it. That's what we do here. Let's get it all. Let's go ahead and start rolling. NBA free agency starts in about another three hours. Got big names out there. We got Jimmy Butler. We got LeBron. We got Kevin Love. We got Dwayne Wade. We got a lot of guys. We got LaMarcus Aldridge. We got DeAndre Jordan. Where the chips going to fly? Who's going to be the first one to go? Who's going to be the guy that's going to say, I'm starting out this free agency period this year. Well, Aldridge is, is, is going to be the one who um, everything starts with, and then every, and then the other deals will flow downhill after him, especially with um, with DeAndre Jordan waiting, Kevin Love waiting. I think Lamar. I think we can all agree we're not necessarily talking about who's the best player, but I think that as far as free agency goes, I think that we can agree that Lamarcus Aldridge is in line first. Um, I think he's the hottest, the hottest player right now. Uh, as far as who's available. So I think when Aldridge gets his money or gets his deal in place, it's going to set the bar for for Love, mm-hmm. for DeAndre, and really um, it's going to get things rolling. Now, Wade is the interesting one to me because I don't think anybody really, really expected him to leave Miami. Now, he did opt out and could technically resign with Miami, but I don't think that he's going to be in Miami come the beginning of next season because he was slated for a 16 and some change um, contract due to him, uh, player option. He opted out. He got, it's going to be hard for him to command 16 or more anywhere else. So if that was in place already, then why leave? Unless, you know, it was some, um, you know, some things going on on the team that we weren't privy of. But mm-hmm. 
Look, Wade is uh, Wade might be out of there, man. How about Wade in Cleveland? Uh, yeah, I, I, that that's definitely not happening. Uh, um, and and honestly, that's gonna take a miracle. Um, as far as D Wade goes, to me, the only the only real option that he has that he's actually had for the last three years, the only the only other place that he could probably go that I see him going to is the Chicago Bulls. And yeah. and I don't even think the Bulls would give him the kind of money that he wants, preferably because he's 33 years old. His knees, I don't know how much longer his knees are going to hold up. So his best bet and his best chance is to stay in Miami where him, Pat Riley, Mickey Harrison can come up with a reasonable contract so that way he can remain a heat lifer for the rest of his career. Because he goes to L.A., mm-hmm. Either want either Kobe or D Wade got to come off the bench, and I know it ain't gonna be Kobe. Uh, Yeah, everybody know it ain't gonna be Kobe. (laughs) You know, so and then not only that, you got two aging shooting guards. You know, so make up your mind which one you gonna take. You know, so can't go to L A. That's shot. You go to the Bulls. The Bulls are gonna basically might as well say they're gonna resign Jimmy Butler. So. Can't go to Chicago, so what other place is there for him to go except to stay in Miami? Well, see, me personally, I think the the market value for Dwayne Wade is so in flux outside of Miami right. because Miami, he's really the, the face. I know that Chris Bosh is the max player down there, but really Dwayne Wade is the face, so right. his market cap is not as high as he's expecting it to be, in my opinion. Right. I mean, from reports – He's looking for what about forty million over three years, yeah, and, and there's no that. way in the world that a team like Chicago, who's yeah. getting ready to try to max out Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, yeah, it's no way that the Lakers, who's trying to go and max out Lamarcus Aldridge and a, and a host of other free agents, if possible, right? It's it's no way. I mean, even if he goes to Cleveland, he's still not getting the money that he's really demanding. But is it about winning championships or is it about making money? And that right there, you just you just hit the nail right on the head. D Wade has had more has had more success with one franchise than almost any other player has had with their with their franchise in the league since he since he got drafted in, there in two thousand three. You've won championships. You sacrificed money to win championships. So you want to. You want to be the highest paid player on the squad, but you still want to win. But you still want to win rings. You can't have your cake and eat it too. So yes, you can. No, we just had this this discussion. We just had this discussion because you got to remember the sports is your job. Mm-hmm. If you're an athlete, if you're a professional athlete, that's your job. If somebody came to you, if your boss came to you on your job right. and said, "Hey, man, look." So I can build a better team, right. so I can have a better department. Look, I'm going to need you to take $20,000 less so I can give it to this guy in order to make my whole department better. Right. They're going to look at him like he's crazy. It's their job to – and see, but see, what we do as fans, mm-hmm. as people who, who are entertained by uh, professional athletes, we look at the money and right. compare it to the money that we make. And like, hey, look, he can afford to give up three, four million dollars, five million dollars. Look, he can afford to give up ten for a ring. Right. You give up ten million for a ring, and if you're in the same situation, you leave ten million dollars on the table. So, because remember, there's no guarantee that championships aren't guaranteed. 
No yeah. mind. You can't say, well, look, I'm going to give up $10 million in pursuit of a championship, and then it doesn't work out for you. I mean, if Kobe, Shaq, Carl Malone, Gary Payton can't get one, right. then, you know, nothing's written in stone. Right. But I, I think Wade is just, at this point, I think he was very insulted. Mm-hmm. I know reports came out that um, Pat Riley was trying to offer him something in the range of 10 to $11 million a year mm-hmm. for a couple-year uh, deal. Right. I think he's trying to recoup back some of the money that he sacrificed when uh, LeBron and Bosch came to town. Right. Because if you look, if you go year by year and really look at what they made compared to what he made, mm-hmm. it wasn't drastically less, but right. it was less. Right. I, I mean, you, you, you're asking your guy, your franchise guy, to take less money. I mean, everybody knew that was LeBron's team when he got there, but still, way sacrifice. So I think he's looking to get some of that back. And I'm seeing now. I'm listening to that with the sacrifice. He didn't have to make that sacrifice to get those kids to come down there, but he did it because he was the ultimate team guy. And and like you said, I am looking at it from a perspective of a fan mm-hmm. as well as looking at from what he's done before. Right. He's he's never been the highest paid guy on his team. He's been there for since two thousand and three. And neither was LeBron. He's never he, and neither one of them. Even LeBron this year has still yet to be the highest played, played player on his squad. On his squad. So, with matter of fact, no, I'm, I'm going to rephrase that. He was the highest played player this year in Cleveland because yeah, of the yeah, short-term deal yeah, that he did. But yeah. in reality, he, he really wasn't he really until wasn't. this year. So, right. he's finally yeah. learned to be that number one paid guy. Exactly. But yeah. in Dwayne Wade's case, and I'm kind of looking at it from both sides of the fence, mm-hmm. you want to be the number one guy because you've been the only consistent down here since 2003. Right. You've won three championships in Miami. You've been to five finals. Right. So I understand that they saying, hey, look, I'm the franchise face. Guys like Kobe have done it right. where he said, I'm the franchise, pay yeah. me late in my career. Right. Dirk as well as Tim Duncan. Right. But the difference in what these two, three names that I just mentioned mm-hmm. and then the name of Dwayne Wade, mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade has oft been injured over yeah. the last five years. Dwayne Wade has oft been injured. And I'm me personally as an yeah. owner and a GM, yeah. I'm not sacrificing – my next three or four years for a thirty-three-year-old shooting guard who has bad wheels. I yeah. mean, they they put they call it the Wade maintenance plan down in Miami. <laughs> yeah. you, you put him on a maintenance plan where you say, "Hey, look, we don't <laughs> want you to play no more right. than sixty regular season games." The difference when they had him on the maintenance plan the last four seasons mm-hmm. and having it now and going forward is that the king LeBron James was down there, basically saying, "Hey, look." If he misses 20, we'll still win at least 12. Exactly. Because yeah. I got the king. Right. You don't have that now. So right. why would I sacrifice financial mm-hmm. for my team? Now, the only good thing in this case, and I, I, this is where the devil advocate comes into okay. play, Dwayne Wade, like, yo, NBA is getting ready to have a big spike in salary with the TV deal. Mm-hmm. So why not throw some bones at me and say, hey, look, we good. We'll get pieces to come down here. Definitely because in Miami, who wouldn't want to be in Miami? You know what I mean? The the, yeah. the ladies, the, the the weather, the nightlife. You getting yeah. the tax free dollars? Yeah. Why not go down to Miami and say let's let's make this work? Right. But he wants it now, and that's playing the what if game. Yeah, I, it, I still look at that 2014 season, man. I still look at look at last year, and I look at what Wade gave up. I mean, Wade, the Wade got paid 15 million last year. And he said he's pretty. And when he was slated to make twenty million, okay, he opted out of that deal in order to keep the things intact. That's a five million dollar cut that he agreed to take, and I think that that's driving Wade's actions more than anything else. 
I think he's really looking for, okay, I took a hit last year for you. Okay, LeBron's gone. Bosh was out. You don't know how he's coming back. You know, I'm still here. Yeah, I'm on a maintenance plan, but Duncan's been on a maintenance plan for 10 years. Y'all but, can't look out for me as the franchise player. But what's the one thing they do down in San Antonio with the maintenance plan with Duncan? They've always had other pieces that can keep it going. Tony Parker, even old Ginobili, as well as Kawhi Leonard. So they've always had something like that. But like we was talking earlier in the car right. on the way to the show. Yeah. You just said Chris Bosh coming back. And you just mentioned it too, Kelvin K. Chris Bosh, he had a life-threatening injury last year. We don't know how he's going to come back. And that's I think true. that's what Miami's looking at. I'm putting all my eggs in the basket of Dwayne Wade right now. Right. I don't know if I'm going to get Goran Dragic, but everybody's expecting. I don't think he's out of there. And, right, and that's that's what I'm getting at. He's smart. You, you, don't, you don't know what you're getting in return right now. Mm-hmm. So with all of that being said, where do you go? Who do you go with? If you're just saying all we got is Dwayne Wade and then a rookie in Justice Winslow, who I don't think is ready to, to excel and become that next level guy. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on, on Miami trying to, you know, throw all them dollars at Um, As far as Dragic goes, um, I think Dragic will ultimately stay. And I say that because of the simple fact um, is that for the last five years, we have not had a legit point guard with the exception of going Dragons right now. We've had Chalmers. We drafted Shabazz Napier last year, but Shabazz Napier really didn't really didn't come on like he like he really wanted to or he felt he was capable of coming on. I don't even think he was ready. He just got so, hot in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. And and, and and so you factor that in, you you know, we trade for a guy in going Dragons who was a very underrated point guard and was basically the successor to Steve Nash. When Steve Nash got traded from Phoenix to Los Angeles. So you factor in the fact that we have a Goran Dragic, we have a Chris Bosh, we have possibly a Dwayne Wade coming back. You know, why wouldn't you want to come back to a place where if all of these ifs come to fruition, you know, Wade coming back, Bosh coming back and possibly being what he was before he suffered blood clots in his lungs. And then you got Justice Winslow and Udonis Haslam, and we add pieces to that. You can't tell me that there's a chance that we could probably be playing Cleveland in the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, that's just my that's just my thought. Jared, Jared just going off the strip of being a fan of Miami. <laughs> right there. He said they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Team yeah. make the playoffs. Like. You know, but, but I, I will say this about D-Wade, though. Um, as far as Money versus championships. When when D Wade sacrificed for LeBron and Chris to come to South Beach, you got rings out of the equation. Okay. And the fact that you got rings out of that equation, granted, you want to be the highest paid player on your squad. But look at what sacrificing money has gotten you. You know? So, if you really think about it, D-Wade technically is in a lose-lose situation right now. Because what if he takes the money that he wants, that Miami just throws at him, but then we can't bring back a Goran Dragic, who is a legit point guard. And, we, and you know, we, we can't bring in other pieces that will help, say, help, 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 him, help, uh, help out the bench or 
help our starting five. Well, Dang is coming back next year. Um, Wade is coming back. Well, could be coming back if they if they ISIS deal with him, he'll be back. Yeah. They to me they they're gonna be fighting for a, a seventh or eighth seed with or without Wade. So my philosophy is if I'm a GM, why pay him? It's the same way I look at the Marcus Cousins. Sacramento was a loser with him. Why pay him? <laughs> to, to, so so you can so you can be the same loser with a max contract now. It, it well, doesn't make sense to, to pay somebody. He got a max deal. deal. He just got he just signed his big deal, a last year or the year before that, off of his rookie contract. Same like John Wall did with the Wizards. So I don't I don't know. I mean, it's kind of tough when you got a talent that's hard. See the problem with Demarcus Cousins, and we'll go into that tangent a little later. He's just a <laughs> knucklehead. Yeah. So by him being a knucklehead, a lot of people stay away from him. But in Miami, it's a lot of old legs. You know how we always say with the with the Lakers back when they had Gasol and Kobe and Odom, yeah. those dudes had a lot of leverage on them legs because they were always deep in the finals or deep in the playoff runs. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing with Miami. I mean, they went to four straight finals, and that it takes a toll on your body, you know. Yeah. And, and Dwayne Wade already talked about it. The maintenance plan is. It's kind of hard to, to put a bunch of money into a dude just because of the name. You want to sell seats. I understand that. Right. But you want to win. And, right. And Pat Riley and the owners, that's what they look like. I'll be honest, though, man. I don't know if I wouldn't. If I needed Wade, I would sign him on the maintenance plan because I would take a healthy Wade for the playoffs. As long as, long as we can tread water into the playoffs. Look, what, I mean, just, San Antonio's pretty much giving you the blueprint. That Duncan is arguably the best power forward of all time. And I know it's a little bit different when you don't have to worry about the per- sticking perimeter players as fast as Russell Westbrook, and you yourself have to try to break a couple ankles yourself and get to the hole and take a beating. I know it's easy for a big man post up, do your thing, use your use your size, but San Antonio's blueprint with Duncan, I think, will, will serve uh, will serve a team, any team that signs Wade well. You know, let him let him get his minutes, mm-hmm. uh, put him on a pitch count, if you will. And uh, limit his time through the season. At this point, you just need Wade for the playoffs. You don't need Wade to carry you through the regular season. Let, let the young guns do that. And I think um, I think he the the decision on what team he goes with that might have a lot to do with it. How much rest he he's going to be able to get through through the season. That's true. Well, maybe we could see something happen with that whole man. Go ahead, go, go yeah. ahead Jerry. Got something? Yeah. And uh, um, as far as D Wade and and and, um, and Pat Riley goes. This thing about Pat Riley that a lot of people just either either have forgotten or they just now realizing it's like Pat Riley Pat Riley for the last five years has, has kept his promises to D Wade about putting pieces around you so we can help you win championships. Pat Riley's kept his promises for the last five years. So, why would he change that now? Times is hard now. You ain't got LeBron down there, the boy. You ain't with it. You keep his promise to give you you a seven million dollar pay cut. Try (laughs) try to get that money to make you know the things work right. True, but at the end of the day, you got rings for it. Yeah, yeah. You got rings for Pat Riley's promises. That's why it's called Devil's Advocate. That's true. It's all right. That's true. But look, what we gonna do real quick? We gonna go out on a quick commercial break. Stay tuned. In a Circle Sports Talk Radio, this is what we do, baby. We'll be right back. Yes, sir. Yeah. Head for the border, go get a taco, I see 
man living in our home. My special guy has turned into a man. At least he won't be living in the driveway in a van. Old Spice is afraid of man. What happened? Peter hit me in the nose with a football. I can't go to the dance like this. Well, I'm sure it was an accident, sweetheart. An eye for an eye. That's what Dad always says. Never said that, honey. Shut up! Time to teach Peter a lesson. Marsha, eat a Snickers. Why? You get a little hostile when you're hungry. Better? Better. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Jan, this isn't about you. It never is! <laughs> I'm your phone. Stuck down here between your seat and your console? Playing a little hide and seek. Cold? Warmer? Warmer? Up boiling. Jackpot. And if you've got cut rate car insurance, you could be picking up these charges yourself. So get all state. Where agents help keep you protected from mayhem. Like me. Mayhem is everywhere. Are you in good hands? future machines will rule this world not yet load up i know what's going on here history is really complicated it's a terminating the part is confusing to you terminator genesis in real d 3d and imax 3d Y'all know how we do on the Inner Circle Sports Talk Radio Show. I got the old school hip hop feel every day of the week. My man, Kelvin K., you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, man. Yeah, Jared the God. Jared the God. You know how it is. Yeah, it ain't no Fetty Wap. We don't play none of that mess over here. You know, Inner Circle Sports Talk. We keep it real 100. But let's go ahead right back into it with the league. Stand with some quick NBA names real quick. LaMarcus Oldridge. DeAndre Jordan, they're probably the two biggest free agents that's remaining yep. that, that we haven't really discussed yet. So let's go ahead and dig in on them. LaMarcus Aldridge being the first one to go. Portland Trailblazers, power forward, been there his whole entire career. But he's looking for a change of scenery. He already got rid of his house. He put it on the market up there in Portland. So it looks like signs that he's getting ready to roll out. Yeah. But he's got a choice to make. Does he go to Dallas? 
back that's at home? Does he go to San Antonio, which is close to home, right. with the pedigree of winning, or does he go to L.A. for the bright lights of the big city? Or does he stay with Portland? Or does he stay with Portland because in Portland he can get the most money mm-hmm. that's out there. And mm-hmm. remember, nobody ever said that these guys had to sign five-year deals. Nope. Right. They can sign short-term deals. They can sign one-year qualifying offers. But the issue with that is it's kind of like being franchise-tagged in the NFL. Right. You go out in the NFL, you get a franchise tag, you're getting a, a base salary of a top five guy, yep. but then you go and you say, hey, look, what if I go get hurt? Yep. What if I go out here now I don't have a good season? You done bet on yourself and you fail and you don't get your money. So what do you guys think? I'm going to start with Jared. What do you think LaMarcus Aldridge should do in this situation with his free agency coming up? Um, as far as LaMarcus Aldridge goes, for me, it's about – championships for him now and if you want to win and you want to win now and you want to win two to three years out on the road it ain't even a doubt it ain't even a question take your behind to san antonio and play for greg popovich if you want to if you want to be a fifth or sixth seed for a squad that basically has to go superstar heavy in los angeles then go to la but if you want to win now and win rings now Take your behind to San Antonio and play with Tim Duncan. Championships aren't guaranteed. That's true. Championships are guaranteed. Tim Duncan played 20 years. How many championships he got? What, five, five, right? About four or five. Right, right. So that's one every four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what's Look. funny, though? Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's so funny. <laughs> because the whole show right now feels like devil's advocate. Because <laughs> well, we, we plan, you know, we plan the what ifs. Yeah. And that's what it is, a free agency. It ain't like back in the day when everybody stayed with the same team for 11, 12 years and yeah. they retired. Yeah. You know, you can move every year now in this league. So, yeah. But I do think the best move is for San Antonio, in my opinion. I'm not sure. Yeah, on, yeah, on the surface, it does seem like because he, he's from the area. And there's nothing like going home and getting paid to go home. And then they just happen to be, <laughs> you know, the top three team in the league every year. But – He's he's a mainstay in, in Portland, and you can't knock a guy for staying, what's comfortable, staying at a place that he know, you know, works for him and his family. But like I said, when when the house went up for sale, as it was reported, I mean, that pretty much closed the deal on Portland the way the way I saw it. Yeah. But um, these one, I, I I think these guys are going to lose out with these short term NBA contracts. I think it's going to take one guy to get hurt that signed a one two year contract. And as a result, it's going to scare everybody from doing these short-term deals. The NBA, the NBA, their money is guaranteed in the NBA. So I know we just got into a um, conversation the other day about Carmelo Anthony and his contract. Okay, Melo signed a, long, a longer-term deal with uh, the Knicks, five-year deal. But it's security. It's security, and you've signed for $120-plus million. Okay, if you sign for one year, Two years, like these guys are, you know, it seems like a couple of guys are uh, interested in doing, blow your knee out in year one. <laughs> you know, blow your knee out in year one and see how you turn out versus, you know, blowing your knee out in year one of a five-year, $120 million contract and see how you t- see how you make out. It's just, it's just like anything else, man. It's just security, you know, long-term financial prosperity for your family. Um, I, I, I don't know how many guys really want to play that one or, or two-year term deal i mean i understand this year with the new you know cba the new numbers on the horizon but there's nothing like long-term security the way i look at 
I totally agree because I don't think nobody wants to go out and say, I left four years, $80 million on the table for a one-year, $4 million deal, and now I'm injured, and I can't get that big money back. I mean, all it takes is one injury. You know, in basketball, you tell your ACL, they pretty much think you're done. Yeah, you so, got to prove it, yeah. You know, you got to prove that you can come back and get that money. Yeah. I mean, everybody didn't get the privilege like Derrick Rose. I mean, yeah. D, D. Rose, he got he got his contract and then got hurt. Man, they were good to D. Yeah. Rose all the way through. And they could have they could have voided him out just like they did Jay Williams, but mm-hmm. they, they stuck with you know with him. So yeah, and, and that's the that's the big risk with a lot of the younger guys. I don't think right. like guys like in my opinion, guys like Kevin Love, Lamarcus Aldridge, mm-hmm. LeBron, right. they're gonna always get a max because they're considered superstars, guys who've done stuff. But I yeah. don't see guys like a Jimmy Butler. Right. Who can go out and say, "All right, I'm gonna take a short term deal," because right. then you got to bet on yourself again. Yeah, and and that's a very big risk. Man, yeah, I, I know you're a little higher on Jimmy Butler than I am, but is Jimmy Butler a ninety million dollar player in your opinion? Jimmy Butler. Is Jimmy Butler worth eighteen million dollars a year, man. Really? I don't think Jimmy Butler is a max player. Eighteen million dollars a year. That I, I've heard some reports floating around five years, ninety. Well, I'm gonna tell you what, <laughs> though. On, if man. he gets that, he got the best agent in the business because. He's he's going to get it with Chicago because I've been reading reports. He's talking about short-term deals in L.A. He's talking about this. He's talking about that. But then a report comes out today saying it looks like he's going to want to stay in Chicago because it looks like he might have just got his max deal that he wanted. But if you're going to max out Jimmy Butler and make him basically say you're the number two option, I don't think Jimmy's a number two in my opinion. I think Jimmy's a solid role player, but he's he plays a position in the league. That's high in demand, and he plays the small forward more than he does the two. He plays a lot of the best defenders, you know, the offensive players, who right. are shooting guards and yeah, small forwards. Yeah. He's He can play both sides of the ball. Right. That's why he's so valuable. I think he might be the best role player in the NBA. And, and, that's, and why that's why he's getting, getting paid. paid. And yeah. I think his size makes him a, a bit special of a ball player. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, for a guard, he has good size, real good size and strength. And can, and can still move around, have the agility to keep up with these guys on the perimeter. He can give you some three. He's always the the, the main guy checking LeBron when they played the, uh, Cleveland, Miami. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, Jimmy Butler is is uh, an I'm not saying best. I'm not ranking him. He's an elite defender, though, generally speaking, mm-hmm. in the NBA. But offensively, he's not that guy that you can give on get the ball to on the wing and say, Jimmy, we need a bucket, get it for us. He can score within the offense. I'm not saying he can't. He hasn't gotten hot and had big games, but he ain't that dude. And if you look at 18 million dollars and, and you know and transpose that across the league and see who else is making 18 million dollars, is Jimmy Butler worth that kind of money? I don't know. I don't know if I'd do it. I, I don't think he is. Jerry, you think he's worth uh, 18 million dollars a year? Um, wow. Uh, for the position that he plays. <laughs> I would have to say probably no. I would probably say he's probably worth around, and, and, and honestly, I don't even know if he's even worth this, 50, $50 $45 million. For, for how many years, though? Because yeah. we're talking about average per year. See, and that's, that's the question. Yeah. Now, I think he is worth a 45 to $50 million range. But I think he should be worth that over a four or five year stretch, right. which basically means he'll get like eight to nine every year. Yeah, yeah. Numbers I'm looking at, they're talking about seventeen point five over four oh. years. Yeah, he ain't worth all I that. I don't think he's worth sorry. that much money. But 
the money is is so funnel funny in the mm. NBA because yeah. of the fact you got the new see, uh, collective bargaining and TV deal getting ready to come around. Right. So with all that money's coming, that's that's why you see these guys who are only signing. One, one or two, two year, year deals, and then with they, the player option, and then they opt out after the first because year because it's a way to say, "Hey, look, I just finished dropping twenty five and thirteen this year. Right. I need more money." Right, like what Chris Paul did. Chris Paul, he got once he got traded to L.A. I think he signed like a three year deal, something like that, and then he opted out after I think the first year because he wanted. Well, he was to, at the end of his. He was still on his regular deal. Right, right, exactly. And then he had opted out. And then he got back, and he got the five-year max. Right. Then he resigned for 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 um for like a hundred and five million. Mm-hmm. So so you know, but 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 just you know, me personally, and then not only that, Jimmy Butler, he he fits that philosophy of what Chicago Bulls basketball is: mm-hmm. defense, hard nose. You know, you know, we we have offense, but it's not like it's not like the Spurs. Or it's not like the Clippers or anything like that. Jimmy Butler fits that team, and he fit, he fits that philosophy. Look, it's it's five guys. There were five guys last year who made between sixteen and nineteen million dollars. The mm-hmm. Marcus Aldridge, yep. Zach Randolph, mm-hmm. Blake Griffin, mm-hmm. Derrick Rose, mm-hmm. and Kevin Durant. We gonna put Jimmy Butler in that category? No, no sir. No. no, sir. No, that's what I'm saying. No, because the and they, and they, we talked. Now we talked before about giving certain players money, giving Dwayne Wade money, a guy who can still put the ball in the hole yeah. and can still, in spurts, carry you. Yeah. Okay, we gonna we gonna give Jim, put Jimmy Butler in this category. Uh-uh. I don't know about that, man. And, and, I don't and know. And, and, and that so and funny. Yeah, it's so funny yeah. because I just looked at a couple. You have watched the games. Yeah. Look at the playoffs. Derrick Rose kind of was out of it on a couple of games against yeah. Milwaukee in that first round, and he killed. But then you go with the flip side of it on the double advocate. Right. You got they playing the Bucks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're playing so, Milwaukee. Like, they playing Milwaukee. So right. what do you expect? That's a given. You're supposed to get 30 against a team like Milwaukee. <laughs> right. They ain't got exactly. no shooting guard or nobody that can stop you on the other end. Exactly. So it's the devil's advocate. But right. he's going to get paid because yeah. his agent is playing it smart. Right. What do the Bulls have at the two or the three if he walks? If they let him walk, they have nothing to replace him defensively, I'm talking about. There's That's nothing there defensively to replace him, and you're going in with a brand-new coach. Yeah, The philosophy of defense will not be there, in my opinion, anyway, because Tom Thibodeau was gone. Yeah, Fred Hoiberg want to score. Yeah. That might be a, you know something beneficial to Jimmy Butler. He can say, hey, look, I know I can still do it defensively, but I know I can put up points now because – the offense mm-hmm. that I'm going in. With. All right, but hold on, time out, time out, time out. So, so while you guys not talking about Jimmy Butler, t- now you just said Jimmy Butler was isn't in that category. So why are we not talking about Jimmy Butler making less money to bring to 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 make a better team around him? But we talking about Wade taking less money in order for Pat Riley to do his thing. And Pat Riley's proven that he can bring pieces to town even before LeBron. So, but we not but but we we not putting. We're not looking at Jimmy Butler in that same light. Right, right. But here's the difference between Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade. The difference between Miami and Chicago, the front offices. Chicago is not going to spend the money that Miami spends on free agents. And that's the difference. So, yeah, but y'all didn't mention the front office before. Y'all were though. talking about the player. Okay. The player, the players I'm, I'm a, didn't want to put, put the money on the table. 
the player he should do he should leave money out on the table right. so the team can get better. Right. But now the conversations in front office. What we talking about? No, I'm gonna close it out. Okay. I'm gonna close it with this. Dwayne Wade is a superstar. Right. Been a superstar basically since day one in this league. Yeah. Jimmy Butler ain't the, nowhere near, in my opinion, Dwayne Wade. No, so when I look at monies, mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler, and, 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 and when I, I'm saying it <laughs> like that because it's, it's serious. Yeah, monies. Yeah, yeah. monies. All right, <laughs> I like to, you got to break it down by a player. Okay. There's no way in the world, and I'm going off a of past incident. Okay. You don't pay Steve Francis hella money compared to what Tracy McGrady was getting because McGrady was carrying a franchise. He was carrying, yeah. And, yeah. and now you look in this case. And it's funny because I'm kind of comparing Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade. Okay. Jimmy Butler is 24, 25, and he's getting ready to get a mid-level max because that's what this is. It ain't like super max mm-hmm. when you yeah. get in mm-hmm. the five-year 120. Yeah. He's getting ready to get a mid-level max off of a rookie deal because he had two very good seasons over his career. So he's and plays great. And he plays great defense. Great defense throughout right. a, couple, a couple okay offensive seasons. Right, right, right. But even with that, though, he averaged like 20 a game and last that's, year. And that's right. why they're paying him now. So right. they're like, all right, cool. Look good we'll on get, paper. Yeah, we'll get right. you something now. Right. And if it doesn't pan out for him over the next three years, because he's going to get a four-year deal with a third year to opt out as a player option, which he nine times out of ten will because right. everybody's been doing it. Right, he's right. He's going to get the three years. Yeah. He's going to opt out. And then it's going to be the choice of whoever the next team or the Bulls, who's going to say, hey, look, we're going to pay this guy max money. Is he going to be a max guy? I don't know. That's the devil advocate of it. So I don't know. Right. But the old, I mean, just just the overall thing about Jimmy Butler is he's an average scorer, but he's a hell of a defender, basically. Mm -hmm. So, So when you package that together, you get a very, very solid player in Jimmy Butler. But when you combine that together, do you really say, okay, are we willing to give ninety million to a guy who who has who has a very average offensive game but a hell of a defensive you know defensive game? So me personally, I think he's only worth four years, whatever amount of millions that they give him, forty five, fifty. But that's just me. You know, from 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 I guess from what I from what I've been seeing, it looks like they're gonna give him around five years, ninety million. So, well, I, I say congratulations. Like he, yeah, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. He, he made he made the right move. You know what I'm saying? Do yeah. what he had to do. Exactly. But my last one we're gonna go on to before we jump off of this topic, DeAndre Jordan. Now, if you don't know, DeAndre has already received a. Nice, hefty contract from the Clippers. Mm-hmm. When Blake Griffin got down there, they said, let's go ahead and pay this kid, too. And they've been working it out. He made $11.4 million this year, but he's an unrestricted free agent. Right. And he's looking to cash in. Right. Reports have come out that he's he's interested in staying with the Clippers. He's also interested in staying, going to the Lakers, going to Dallas, possibly, even Boston. But the thing with him is he's talking about he wants to have a bigger role than being the number three or four option on a team. It, two questions, two part questions. Okay. Is DeAndre Jordan worth max money? And should DeAndre Jordan be considered a number two or number one option on anybody's basketball team? Hell no to both. <laughs> 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 I mean, I like DeAndre a lot. I like DeAndre a lot. I mean, strong as a knox, jump out the building, fight you down there, block shots. I mean, you need effort to play good defense, and he plays it. But, I mean, who does he think he's fooling? I mean, 
to try <laughs> to try to be a, a number one, number two option. But again, like you said, man, it's kind of like we were going to the NBA, dra- I mean NFL draft. You never know what these guys are lobbying for, man. You never know what they're putting out there to see, you know, what sticks and what. Maybe somebody will bite on it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Celtics will say, yeah, we'd love for you to come here and be our number one option. You know, and if you if we, if we you sign him, if you want me, um, if you want DeAndre, then you're going to have to sign me like a number one guy. I guess that's what he wants at this point. I don't know if it was – I don't know if it was – um. If he really believes that he was playing third fiddle behind Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, I mean, he definitely was, but I don't know if he really believes that. I mean, anybody smart knows that half his points, he got spoon-fed by Chris Paul. Um, I don't think too many people were really on that DeAndre Jordan bandwagon before Chris Paul came to town. But yeah. I don't I, – I, hell no, man. I mean, <laughs> he's not He's not that guy. He's not that guy. He's a, he's a really, really good player, and in today's NBA – He's a he's a he's an above average center, right. but he's not a max guy. I'm right. sorry. I mean, he, he's not a max guy. I mean, you could replace him with, you know, well, he's, he he kind of has a, a skill set that you can't really replace though. Right. Or it'd be hard pressed to replace in the middle. I mean, jump out the building big as an ox. Right. You haven't really seen that yeah. since uh, Shaq. Yeah. Really. Right. I mean, I'm not comparing him to Shaq O'Neal, right. but. You know, just a big man doing what he does in the middle. Right, right, and 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 to kind of piggyback off of what you said, I completely agree with you, because since DeAndre Jordan has been there, along with them trading for Chris Paul, basically, and and and, and me personally, I don't want to sound like a slighter, but DeAndre's career <laughs> has been <laughs> DeAndre's career has been based off of dunks. Basically, he has no offensive game whatsoever. He his highlights are basically alley oops from Chris Paul. So that's it. So right, exactly. So you going to Dallas to be a number one guy? No, you go to Dallas, you're not the number one guy. Dirk is. You stay in L.A. You're gonna be in the same role that you've been in since you've been in L.A. with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. It's not gonna change. You're gonna continue to have the same offensive game that you've been had. You are you are a defensive monster. You have length, you have size, you could jump out of the gym like it's nobody's business, and you have a chance. You're closer to winning a championship in L.A. with the Clippers than you would be in Dallas with the Mavericks. So, safe bet, stay behind in Los Angeles with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. He'd, well, be, the, he'd be the smartest man in the room if he got paid. I'm, I'm just, that's what it's getting at. That's he'd be the I'm smartest going. man in the room if he he's got paid, paid off, paid off from, of Chris, Chris he's Paul. He's going to get paid from somebody. You need to buy Chris Paul a car. And, and the, whole, <laughs> exactly. the whole ordeal and whole thing with it is, do I stay in L.A. and be a third guy? Do I go to uh, Dallas and basically be the third guy? Because they're going to spend money on somebody else. Because DeAndre Jordan is not a give the ball to him and let him put you in some moves on the block like a large one or something like that. That ain't him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So Unless he has some offensive moves that maybe, we ain't never seen Right, before. but maybe that's what it is. Maybe he think he's better than that, and they're holding him back. And a team like a Milwaukee or a Boston mm-hmm. who yeah. don't have anything, yeah. they may be like, hey, look, you can come in and show everybody that you can be one of the best right. at scoring on your own. But I've never seen it. I mean, right. from his whole time in the league, it's, it's basically Tyson Chandler 2.0. 
Exactly. Right. That's how I look at him with a with a more yeah, athletic body, more more defensive minded. Exactly. Now the Clippers just yeah. got Lance Stevenson too. Don't exactly. forget that. So yeah. you never know how that plays into things. He might feel and his contract. Yeah. 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 His contract. So he might exactly. feel like, well, damn, I'm coming in here. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul's the one. Yeah. Blake Griffin is one A. Right. You bring in Stevenson. Right. You're talking about bringing in Paul Pierce. Right. Where am I? Like, <laughs> exactly. what am I doing? I'm all I'm doing is just getting rebounds and put back dunks. Exactly. But that might be the best role for him because it, they know what they're doing with him. I it, mean. Right, exactly. And also, you kind of brung up Milwaukee. Honestly, if he even go to Milwaukee, I don't even know if he'll be the number one dude there because you got the Greek freak and then you got Jabari Parker coming off of injury. Exactly. So, so, I mean, you 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 are in. You might as well stay where you've had success at. Right. I think you should, too. Right. But let's switch gears real quick, y'all. We're going to jump right into something that I know my man Jared God loves and everybody in the world because it's the number one sport out there, the NFL. Got 11 weeks until the start of the season. Yes. Man, time flies. I man. know. 11 weeks. Hey, we got, that's a long week, bro. Long week to see some Sunday night hits. fly by, man. Yeah, it, Barbecues like, on the yeah. weekend. Yeah. Feel like it's taking forever. Couple, yeah. couple wine festivals. But you know, <laughs> couple, couple trips to the beach. We, we you need, look we up, it's gonna go be football season. Skirts. That's true. You know what I mean? That's the good thing about <laughs> this little summer break. <laughs> but at the same time, we still keep it perspicuous here with perspicuous talk radio, in a circle sports talk. But we won't go on in the NFL. We already talked about contracts, so let's stick with some contracts. Let's just flip it over to the NFL. Okay. Russell Wilson, right. you know he's ready to get paid. Okay. Reports mm-hmm. coming out. He's saying, hey, look, he had an interview on ESPN on Monday. He was talking about how if it's $25 million or $1 million, he's going to play his hardest out. But he also wants to get paid. And any young athlete, especially in his caliber and what he's done in his young career, Super Bowl winning uh, quarterback. Right. Been in the Super Bowl twice. Nope. Never had a losing season. Nope. Team's been afloat and been over the top. One of the best teams, if not the best team in football over the last two to three years. Yeah. He wants to get paid. Yep. He's looking for $25 million. Man, do they you, have such do, a Do you pay Russell Wilson the money? And when I say the money, I'm talking the franchise. No, the, the money. Face. Is, give him the money. Give him the money. <laughs> do you give it to him? I think they're in a jam, man. I think this is a big, big gamble. Right. They might hit. Or they might crap out. But if history teaches you anything, you know Russell Wilson is highly intelligent. You know Russell Wilson is a clutch player. We can agree to that, right? He's Mm -hmm. clutch. Regardless of what kind of numbers he puts up. When you you need a play, you can can feel pretty confident in him he's going to make a play for you. Yeah, get it done. Yeah, I guess you could say that, yeah. Super Bowl. Two Super Bowl appearances. One Super Bowl took the last play of the the other one for him not to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, <laughs> never really had, <laughs> never really had, never really had uh, a top wide out. Yeah, that's true. Never had a top wide out. Got a toy this year. Pe- Until pe- now. People talk about his size yeah. or, you know, and he doesn't read defense as well. He never had a top wide out. Right. He, he a, always he had a top a, defense. He got yeah. a toy with him this year. Jimmy Graham. Yeah, he got a big toy with him this year. <laughs> so if I'm the GM, I'm going to say, you know what? Merry Christmas. Let's see how long you play with your toy. (laughs) Let's see how long and how well you play with your new toy. And if you can't hit with Jimmy Graham, you ain't gonna hit with you ain't you that that money that you're looking at at twenty five. By the time it's renegotiating time, might be down at eighteen, nineteen, and maybe the Seahawks may be more, you know, willing to do something with him. Right. 
But at the same time, I think it's a gamble, man. Well, I think I'm, it's a gamble. I'm going to throw it like this. We've seen this over the last couple of years, guys who bet on themselves and, and played it out. One prominent and basically in the same kind of role that Russell Wilson is, is our hometown guy, Joe Flacco. He bet on himself, yeah. got paid six years, 120. He's in that same boat right here. I'm talking about uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah. You can manipulate contracts where they can say, hey, look, let's be cap friendly for the first couple of years. We've seen it done with Flacco. We've seen it done with Big Ben. We've seen it done with a lot of guys, even Romo. But is he going to want his money now? Is it going to later? Because the difference in the NBA contract and the NFL contract, the only thing that's guaranteed is a signing bonus money for real. That's why it doesn't matter. It's all about that signing bonus yeah. number. And that's that's the key. Right. Does he go out here and sign it? Let's say he signs a six-year 120. Does he get a $65 million signing bonus? Does he get a $70 million signing bonus? What is he going to get that's going to say, this is my money, I'm paid now, right. and let's, let's roll with the dice? Well, I don't know. Uh, well, as far as as far as Russell Wilson goes, yeah, honestly, I may sound crazy for saying this, but oh, I would Uh-oh. not give him twenty five million. I wouldn't give it to him, and I say that because you have a team around you that has been put together based off of the fact that. You have not gotten paid a big-time contract. So what if you go out, you you sign this big contract, but then you don't have room to, say, re-sign a guy like a Richard Sherman or re-sign a guy like a Marshawn Lynch or Earl Thomas or a Cam Chancellor or Bruce Irvin or even say, say – Bruce Irvin. Or, or, Come on, man. <laughs> or say a Jimmy Graham, you know, so – so realistically, I would give Russell a good contract, but I'm not giving him over a hundred million dollars. I'm not doing that. Because because get Matt th- Flynn back then. <laughs> okay. See what I'm saying? Okay, but think about it like this though. Think about it like this. Would you rather give Russell a big contract and have him not produce for you over the first say two to three years of that deal? And then you're not able to re-sign guys that you've had on the roster for a certain period of time, like a Richard Sherman or Marshawn Lynch or Cam Chancellor. Or would you give Russell, say, say about a five-year, $75 million deal? He won't take it. To where as though, to where as though you still have gotten Russell to take a reasonable deal but you still have that team around you to continue to keep on winning. He won't take it. It's the He's not going to take $15 million a year. Devil's advocate, I'm telling you. he's If he's going to worry about keeping the team and the pieces together, then, yeah, he'll take 15 But I doubt no he's taking he's 15 take, Ain't no way in hell. It ain't, a, it ain't a baseball contract. That's true, but it y'all see where I'm coming contract. from. Though, I understand right. where you're coming from yeah. because you're looking at it like I do sometimes from yeah. the, the team perspective. Right. Let's yeah. keep all everybody on the team happy so we yeah. can keep it rolling. I'm too team-oriented. It's sorry, based <laughs> off of money and monies. Yeah, that, it's based true. off of monies, that's and true. I don't see yeah. them going out here and saying, you know what, give him only, give him a little bit. Let's and take a little you, bit. And you know why I think they will pay him, though? Because they saw life without him with Matt Flynn in the same season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know true. what I'm saying? And they chose a rookie. Yeah, that's they true. went with a rookie that's over true. a guy who had been in the league 
played behind Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Really wasn't that proven, but they felt like he could bring something to the table. He felt like he could at least manage the games. Right. They went with a rookie, and it's been off to the races ever since. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That's why I think that he's going to get paid. Now, it might not be that $25, 27000000 million like the early reports were, but you know how negotiations are. You don't start yourself off yeah. low. You start yourself off high, and right. you negotiate somewhere in the middle at a number that's comfortable for both the team and the player. Right. They, they almost have to sign him, man. They right. almost have to sign him. Right. But but again, man, y'all killing me with all this. <laughs> leave leave money on the table for the others, man. I, I'm not doing it. But like I'm not the GM. You find somebody to play. True, true. <laughs> but know? here's the thing about me. I'm not saying that Russell doesn't deserve the 100 million dollars that he could get from Seattle. I, I'm not saying that he's not worth it. I'm just saying that that just based off of the success that that franchise has had, I just think that if you want to continue to keep that going, I just think that. You know, you kind of have to – I don't want to say sacrifice because that's basically what he's been doing since he's been there, you know. But also, you don't want to take that chance of giving him a big contract then not being able to put pieces around him that's, in order to be successful. That's why you got to draft well. You got to continue to draft well. That's what kept the Ravens afloat. The Ravens always played exactly. paid players, exactly. always. Every yeah. superstar they had. When their contract came up, they paid them. Right. But they always drafted well, so they kept the rotation rolling. Exactly. And that's really what I mean. I know I'm, I'm busting y'all chops a little bit. <laughs> no, but that's good, re- good. that's really what I mean about drafting well, continuing to draft well, and construct your roster accordingly. Well, we'll see how it goes from there. But what we're going to do, we're going to go out to another quick commercial break and a service sports talk. you can save big on food and get rewarded for shopping week after week. Mm, how about fish sticks next time? No, I am not no gay fish. You know what rocks? Hair bands. That's just my two cents. Saving money made sensible. Where is Hunt? He's deep cover. Ready or not. The syndicate is real. A rogue nation. Trained to do what we do. They're coming after us. You ready? You want to bring down the syndicate? It's impossible. Oh my god! Welcome. Uh, you're the valet? Yeah, sort of the valet. Both drive for a living, both like to save money on car insurance, and we both know you may not get this car back in the same condition. Watch your toes. Sorta you isn't you. With DriveSense from eSurance, you can earn a personalized discount based on how you drive, not how someone sorta like you drives. You'll even get a discount just for signing up. eSurance, backed by Allstate. Click or call.
Spit out the fucking dungeons of rap. But fake niggas don't make it back. I don't know how to start this. Yeah. Rappers are monkey flipping with the funky rhythm. I be kicking. Musician inflicting composition. In a circle sports talk radio show, we're back. Perspicuous media. If y'all don't know the name, you can listen to it right here. P E R S I C U O. I done spelled it wrong myself. P E R S P I C U O U S. Talk radio. <laughs> Hold on, man. Let's, let's do it one more Look, time. Man, I'm, I'm half sleep. I'm let's, sorry. Let's do, it, let's do it one listen. more time. Let's do it one more. Make sure we got Come it. check out the Inner Circle Sports <laughs> Talk Radio Show on Perspicuous Talk Radio. P-E-R-S-P-I-C-U-O-U-S. Talk radio. Clap it up for me, fellas. I know. I'm, I'm a little tired. <laughs> GD Fitz. My man, Kelvin K. You got Derek <laughs> God in the building. <laughs> look, look. Please excuse me, man. It's been a long day, man. I've been working all day. I'm tired. I, I got to get a, gotta get something. I need a, a late night drink. Probably got to go holler some Jack Daniels or something today. I'm tired. We all have those days. But it's all good, you know. It's, it's what we do here. Inner Circle Sports Talk Radio. We try to keep it real. Keep it perspicuous with you. Let's keep it rolling. I, I'm going to go into something. I know we don't really talk about the ladies' sports, but the women's soccer finals is going on. The semifinals, the USA versus Germany. Hope Solo. Girls in the in the goal. She's saving everything. She ain't allowing no goals. And she did it again today. They just beat Germany 2-0. I'm sitting there looking in shock. I don't even know nobody else but Hope Solo, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just looking at the consecutive game streak. Them not allowing a goal. It's an all-time streak now. It's an all-time streak. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And when you're sitting there and you're looking at it, you're like, wow, yo, these chicks are getting it in there. They're doing their thing. This reminds me of 99 when the young lady took her shirt off and showed the sports bra when they won on the penalty kicks. Yeah. They, they're winning, and they're doing it defensively. Yep. They're locking teams down. Yep. And they're not even putting up points. They're beating people right. with defense. You get one or two goals, and they say, guess what? You're not going to get nothing because we got the best goalie in the game. Got to give it up to him. Got to give a big respect. You know, we we plug everything here on Perspicuous Talk Radio. I had a lady just text me a couple minutes ago and say, y'all don't talk about none of the women's sports. So I had to throw that in there for them. Good time women's sports here on the Circle Sports Talk Radio Show. Yeah, if they, if they win, we'll talk about them a little bit more. Right, if they win. Hey, WNBA starting to roll a little bit too. But we, ain't, we ain't gonna talk I ain't going to talk about that until <laughs> the championship, until uh, they get down to championship look, I ain't going to talk about it then. But I'm, I'm going to talk about championship I'll leave, time. I'll leave that to you. He's so scary. It's all <laughs> yeah, good. Let's go ahead and get some local in real quick. You know, this is what we do. We're located out of the DMV area, and we can talk about the NFL with the Baltimore Ravens. We know Jared the God is a big time Ravens fan. He's decked out in Ravens stuff right now. It's yes, the off season. I know, and he's off season. OTA season. He's still rolling in love with him. Oh, you got on purple? I'm just rocking purple because purple is a good color. Well, you got a Ravens hat on. You got on a hey, Ravens don't, don't, hat. Hey, listen, man, I'm just rocking the summertime. <laughs> That's all it is. See, it's so deeply embedded in you your brain. You got on the Oreo stuff. Nah, I ain't going to say, nah, nah, nah. They ain't watching black. You're reaching, man. <laughs> look, look. That's what we doing here. But. Right now, I'm looking at OTAs, and, and if you're going to listen to the Inner Circle Sports Talk, don't worry. We're going to do our little breakdown of all the NFL teams real soon. We're going to break down the team every single day on our couple of shows that we're going to do for the Inner Circle Sports Talk. But we're going to start out first is with the Ravens. Baltimore Ravens, Jared the God, I want you to go into the offense for me. Let's talk about the Ravens offense. What do you see as the biggest need as well as the biggest 
get that we got so far over this offseason? As far as the biggest the biggest need, oh, whew. honestly, I really don't see that big of a need. I mean, realistically, anywhere, I honestly don't see it. Don't be biased. <laughs> you know, um, as far as the offensive line goes, Eugene Monroe coming back healthy. You know, you got Coletio Simile, who who's actually a free agent after this uh, season coming up. You got Jeremy Zuta at center. You got Marshall Yonder, who's in a contract year as well. So we got to decide on who we're going to bring back. Is it going to be Kelechi or is it going to be Marshall? And then at right tackle, we got Ricky Wagner, who, by the way, in my opinion, one of one of the most underrated and uh, and less talked about right tackles in all of pro football last year. Um, then obviously you got the man number five, Joe Cool, Joe Flacco, and then uh, and then in the backfield, Justin Forsett. Um, He's coming back. He had he 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 basically he basically I don't say he banked on himself last year, but he pretty much he, he took a one year deal and he pretty much bettered on himself and boy did he ever come through. He 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 had a tremendous season last year. Um and then we have um also we have backup running back Lorenzo Taliaferro, who we drafted out of Coastal Carolina. I, I ain't who, gonna lie, yo. He was a beast. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't that big of a Lorenzo Teleferro guy. You know what I mean? I understand he's one of all pieces, but yeah. preseason MVP. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I just don't think he's one of all guys that we can say, hey, look, yo, he's gonna come in and do the job. True, uh, I just, true. that's just me. Right, you know, right, I, I just right. don't think he's one of them dudes that I can say, if Forsett was to go down, you yeah. can depend on. But Buck Allen? Buck Allen, yeah. yeah. Right. I like that. Dude. Exactly. We drafted Buck Allen out of USC. You know, so we have a very, very dependable, dependable and reliable backfield. Right. I like his game. I mean, his name, if nothing else, Buck Allen. He just sounds like he, <laughs> yeah, just a person. Buck. Right? Yeah, big, like, give it the buck. You could get some lightning and thunder going on. Yeah, you know, exactly. we had that since the Priest Holmes Jabal Lewis days. Yeah, so that's we, true. We could go into something like that. Honestly, the Ravens could have. They could possibly on on paper if 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 the rookie Perriman plays well at mm-hmm. wide out. Yeah. And if Forsett's record-breaking season wasn't a flash in the pan because he hasn't shown you anything remotely close to that before right. <laughs> in all his years in the NFL. Yeah. Um, so I don't. I wouldn't even say that he bet on himself. I just thought yeah. that the Ravens gave him a one-year opportunity to prove himself. Yeah, with, with Kubiak because right. he's played in Kubiak system before, right. and he knocked yeah. that out of the park. Oh yeah. And he did, and, and his deal is pretty Raven-friendly as well. It's oh, not yeah. like they they blew blew it out of the water to no. sign him, no. but. If Perriman plays, yeah. if Forsett plays anywhere near what he played last year, yeah, as well man. as what he played last year, yeah. Buck Allen gives him a good blow, a little thunder and lightning going on. Yeah. The line, in my opinion, is the best in football. Next to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, next to the Cowboys. Next, next to, to the Cowboys. Cowboys. But these guys have been together, and they're pros. They're right. legit pros, exactly. and they've been in the league. Exactly. So, Yonder's my guy. I, I love he, he's, he's the best guard in football, case yeah. closed. Oh, yeah. That's why you gotta keep him. We're gonna oh, talk yeah. about that in a second. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, uh, versus Osimler, who you know, whose back blow he blows his back out every game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, I, I think that they are in the debate. I mean, I think the P- Dallas Cowboys kind of got that rep off of what the Marco Murray had done. Right. Um, and believe me, they played a huge part. But yeah. you got Monroe yeah. healthy. Like you just ran it down. I mean, those guys. Yes. And then you got you got Flacco as your yeah. quarterback. Say what you want about him. Highlight him in the conference championship game. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I think. If or it, Super Bowl, 
Super Bowl. Yeah, or the Super Bowl. <laughs> Super if Perriman, if Perriman plays, and Forsett plays, their offense has a chance to be really, really good. Bashad Perryman, you hit the nail right on the head. Bashad Perryman is like a Tory Smith, but bigger and a lot more athletic. And as far as the receiving core goes, I'm actually okay. Believe it or not, I'm actually happy that Tory left, and I say that because. My last straw with Tory was the AFC Divisional Playoff game against New England when Joe Joe literally gave, gave him the him green light by throwing him a lob. Gave him an opportunity. And he gave him he gave him a golden opportunity. And what did Tory do? Absolutely nothing. Well, I think the I think the team as a whole looked at that too. It was like, <laughs> yeah, get it. Did they even offer him money this we, off season? I know they offered him money last year, but they didn't. Even, they let him go, right? Yeah, yeah we walked. Right, we basically walk. just let him walk. Yeah, but but before last season, we offered to do the five-year, thirty-five million dollar deal. That's that, the same deal he got. Exactly. And what? Well, actually, actually, no. He he got five million more from San Fran. He got five years, forty million. Which, no disrespect, Tory, but you ain't worth all that money, dog. Like you, you're not. You're you're basically a speedster mm-hmm. with suspect with with suspect hands. And here's where Tory bothers me. I remember a game specifically, just by, and, and honestly, I remember like it was yesterday. Week eight last year, we played the Bengals in Cincinnati. Division game was a game that if we'd have won that game, you might as well say we'd have damn near won a division. He had zero catches for zero yards and suffered a concussion. What makes you think that you're worth $40 million if you can't even come up big in a division game when we need you well, the most? Got, well, in defensatory on that when he got hurt. That's so, true. I mean, it's nothing. You that's can true. Really but do what was that. he doing before that, though? Absolutely nothing. A, a decoy. I Absolutely. mean, that's what he is. True. True. I mean, that's true. His game. True. But 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 also, you bring in a guy in Steve Smith, thirty-five years old. How do you let a thirty-five-year-old man, damn near forty, come Wait in and outshine? Wait a minute now. Steve Smith is, is basically on he's the a beast. Hall of Fame. I he, mean, he, he is. He's talent. And he's a beast. He's a beast. I, I love. I love me some Steve Smith. Love mm-hmm. me some Steve Smith. But you would think that a guy with his physicality and his tenacity and his passion and his just straightforward ability to just get his teammates revved up, you would think that Tory would learn from that and develop some kind of physicality and put that into his game. He did absolutely none of that. Well, with, with Tory, you got to look at where he's been. He's, he's grown with this franchise, and he's always had that big brother type receiver with him. If it wasn't Bolden. Yeah. He had one year by himself where yeah. he was the guy, and then they brought in Steve Smith. It's right. a reason that yeah. they bring in Benjamin because he may not be built that way to be that you know that vocal, expressive type leader because everybody's not built like that. That's so, true. I disagree with that, though. That's, That's just Ozzy's move. Yeah. Ozzy misses on wide out so, so much historically in the draft. Yeah. He's always brought in veteran guys to, um, to, to, uh, that were available that yeah. he didn't have to break the bank for. Derek Mason. Lee Bolden, Lee Evans didn't work. They had to get Lee Evans out of town before they killed him. Yeah, they would have egged this house or something. <laughs> yeah, but what, what I'm getting at is that when he was saying, like what Jared was saying, was that Steve Smith came in as a 35 year old dude, outplayed him, outshined him, and basically was that guy on the sidelines, like motivating his guys. I've never seen that out of Tory Smith. Might be because he's a younger dude. Maybe yeah. he's not used to that. Yeah. Maybe he's just not. Built he's, he's just for not that. that dude. You know, yeah. he's just not that dude. So. Yeah. Can't knock him. Torres put up some some very productive seasons in Baltimore. Double oh, yeah. digits touchdowns, yeah. thousand yards. Yeah, 
was a member of a championship team. Right, exactly, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to take anything away from him. I wasn't yeah. a big Tory Smith fan because I didn't feel like, um, I thought that he had much more natural God-given ability right. than what he showed on the football field. Right. I felt like the Ray, I felt like Joe went to him. Yeah. Flacco went to Tory a lot. He gave him chances. Yeah, he gave, he him, gave chances, him chances. And I felt like he didn't really take the opportunity right. of the ch- compared to the chances that he was given. Right. But I'm not I'm not going to sit here and, you know, straight trash him now. Right, and I'm not because trashing everybody, him. I'm just saying, like, you know. Everybody's I, not that guy. Right, right, right. You know, if, if yeah. Flacco wasn't that guy. Flacco's right. not that Ray Lewis. He's not He's not that Phillip Rivers that's going to yeah. get in your face, grab yeah. your face mask. Hey, man, you catch it next time. Everybody, and see, yeah. you, know why, you know why I would rather have a guy like Flacco mm-hmm. than a guy like um, a Dan Marino. I'm just talking about as far as personality is concerned. Or Phillip Rivers, yeah. Yeah, or Phillip Rivers. And Steve Smith pretty much said so when he got here. I heard him in an interview um, a couple weeks after, um, after a couple weeks early in the season last year, mm-hmm. and um, the question was posed to him about you know how you like in Baltimore, how you like playing with your quarterback. He's like, man, I love it. The guy just expects you to do your job, and, and that's it. Right. You know, he said, I haven't been in a situation where, you know, if, if, if he somebody expects you to do your job, whether right. you come through or you don't come through, right. back to the huddle. It's a clean slate, right. so it's not like you know, because I, and, and that kills me with Peyton because. Okay, grab a face mask. Okay, you want a whole quarter with, with everybody on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Come in the game, throw a pick. Now, can yeah. somebody – I've never seen somebody <laughs> come to him and lean on him, though. Yeah. I did it last year, actually, for the first time, and that's when I knew he was on the way down. Manuel Sanders got in his grill yeah. in a big game. Yeah. But that's why, to me, that person – that cool, calm demeanor personality works more yeah. than a guy who's going to throw temper tantrums on, on the football field. Right, right. Like with um, – like what – Jay Cutler did a few years ago when the Bears were playing the Packers on Thursday Night Football, and and Jay Cutler's offensive line just was not getting the job done. And yeah. he went over to the sideline, and he got in the grill of Jamarcus Webb. I remember. His offensive lineman. I remember. Ripped him, and Jamarcus Webb was about to beat him down. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember. I think a lot of people remember that game. You know, but there's yeah. no one personality – that you need to win. Right, exactly. It's a, it's, a, it's a team game. It's a team effort. It's right. a team game more than any other team game, in my opinion. It's right. a team game that oh, we yeah. have our stars because yeah. the stars are where your money at. Right. You know, you need, I mean, we, we have stars in football. Right. But it's a team game. Yeah. And, and the quarterback might be the most important position yeah. on the field. It definitely right. is. Right, yeah, exactly. But <laughs> that's really not – I mean, that, that there is no – but you have to be – you have to be a Ray Lewis type. Yeah. Or you have to be a church mouse quiet. You did not say anything. There is no one way. People have won with a lot of different personalities. Exactly. Right. And a circle sports talk on Perspectives Talk Radio. Uh, let's go switch gears real quick, get off the offense. Let's go over on the defensive side. What do you think that the Ravens need to address? What was their biggest mm-hmm. advantage in the offseason? What was their biggest disadvantage in this offseason? Um, well, as far as the defense goes, I think this defense – Honestly, this defense is as close to the 2000 defense as I've seen in a long, long time. Now, now when I say that, some people may look at me and say, "Well, are you crazy? Like this defense, this defense ain't even close." Like, but I'm just going based off of depth, and I'm going based off of what Ozzy did in the draft and what Ozzy had done in free agency. The depth that we have on the defensive line, Timmy Jernigan, Caprone Lewis Moore, Brent Urban, Carl Davis, who we drafted out of Iowa, defensive tackle, 
you know, um, you know, and you know, um, also we drafted Pernomic Fee's replacement as a Darius Smith defensive tackle out of Kentucky, and then you got guys in Caprone Lewis Moore and Brent Urban who never really got a chance to show what they what they could do on the defensive line, and then in the secondary, obviously you got Jimmy Smith and Ladarius Webb both coming off of injuries and things of that nature. Then you bring in Kyle Arrington from the New England Patriots, homegrown from Maryland, here, here in Baltimore. You bring him in as the third slot corner. But then you also got guys like Tremaine Jacobs, Terrence Brooks, you know, Aaron Ross, who tore his Achilles doing a conditioning test in minicamp. He never he never got a chance to show what he's about, you know. But the position that really kind of semi-worries me is strong safety with Matt Hill. Now, hold up. You just named the whole entire defensive roster. Okay. This is why we got Jared Guard <laughs> on Inner Circle Sports Talk. He knows it. He's on top of his game when we get into the NFL. So I want y'all to look out later on for him. But when, before we go here, you talking about we got an issue at strong safety. I disagree. I don't think we got an issue at just strong safety. I actually think we okay. got competition at strong safety for right. Matt Elam that might actually make him play better than what he is. Right. Because they did go out and address it by going and get the kid from the Texans. By Kendrick like Lewis. Get, get Kendrick Lewis. Yeah. When they went out and got Lewis, right. that opened up the door to say, hey, look, Matt Elam, you're replaceable, dog. Yeah, you are. This is your third year. This is your Three chance. strikes and you're out. Exactly. You're a first-round draft pick. Oh, yeah, You've definitely. been on the field since day one. Yeah. We need you to step up exactly. and show us why we drafted you at the position that we drafted you at. Now, yeah. granted, I don't think he should have been a first-round draft pick. Right. I, I never agreed with them him being a first-round draft pick. Right. But I understood it because right. that was a need. Because we had basically said we're going to start over exactly. in our secondary. Right. He has to step up and show up now. Yeah. Yeah. And by adding a guy like Lewis, right. Lewis might wind up getting the starting spot. Then you know, man, Elam's the liability out the door. I think he will. I, and, and, and honestly, honestly, and, and don't get me wrong, love Matt Elam to death. I'm a Florida Gator fan. That's why I say that. Um, as, but as far as Matt Elam goes, <laughs> I think that honestly, if Matt Elam doesn't show up this year, I hate to say it, but. He's out the door, baby. Right. We're I don't hate to, get, to say it. We're don't hate to, to say it. He's out the door. We're going to have to get rid of the dude, honestly, honestly. But I think that the fact that he knows he has to step up and he has to play well, this is this is the year for him to show up. Because I think alongside him, me personally, I think it's going to be Will Hill and either Kendrick Lewis or Matt Hill. It's one or 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 you can flip-flop him. Or passing downs, you put, you know, uh, you put Will Hill, Kendrick Lewis, rundowns, you put Terrence Brooks, Matt Elam. So, you know, I mean, so realistically, at the end of the day, you got to think about it for a minute. Matt, Matt has struggled, but at the end of the day, you can't give up on him. Boy, you bleed orange and blue, don't you? <laughs> it's all of it. Orange and blue is black and purple. is all of them. But that's all good because we like that because we're going to have to go into some College football talk with Jared the God as well. You know, ain't nothing <laughs> wrong with that. In the Circle Sports Talk Radio Show, we get ready to go out to a quick commercial break. Then we're going to come out and close this show. In the Circle Sports Talk on Perspectives Talk Radio.
soul. Who's this man living in our home? My special guy has turned into a man. At least he won't be living in the driveway in a van. Old Spice is What happened? Peter hit me on the nose with a football. I can't go to the dance like this. Well, I'm sure it was an accident, sweetheart. An eye for an eye. That's what Dad always says. I never said that, honey. Shut up! <laughs> Time to teach Peter a lesson. Marsha, eat a Snickers. Why? You get a little hostile when you're hungry. Better? Better. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Jan, this isn't about you. <laughs> it never is! <laughs> I'm your phone. Stuck down here between your seat and your console? Playing a little hide-and-seek. Cold? Warmer? Warmer? Up boiling. Jackpot. And if you've got cut-rate car insurance, you could be picking up these charges yourself. So get all state. Where agents help keep you protected from mayhem. Like me. Mayhem is everywhere. Are you in good hands? Excuse me, uh, you realize this television's on a channel with men in silk robes slapping each other? Maybe we could just switch it to... This is the Anderson's new Honda Accord LX. Compared to a Nissan Altima 2.5, it's more spacious inside and has more standard features, like dual-zone climate control and a rear-view camera. Under the hood, better horsepower and torque when they need it most. The only downside? Could you recommend it? They have to get out sometime. No wonder the Accord is the best value in America. Nowhere sports more alive. Start something special with the Accord. Welcome to 10 Degrees in 90 Seconds, where we have the unenviable task of trying to predict the all-star teams for both teams. And just in case you're curious why it's unenviable, well, the last time we did predictions, really it's a Terminator. is confusing to you. in real D 3D and IMAX 3D. Once again, we are back in the Circle Sports Talk on Perspicuous Talk Radio through TuneIn Radio. Kelvin K, Jared God, we're back in the building. You know what's funny? 
looking at MLB. Teams are starting to get hot. Players are starting to roll. It's getting hot, so it's the all-star game. It's getting ready to come up. And a team that's got damn near their whole entire starting lineup. <laughs> Hilarious, yo. Hilarious. It's going to be starting in the all-star game. Well, it's, it's down to five now. It's down to five yeah, now. It's down to five now. I think everybody. I know at one point <laughs> it was at eight. Yeah, like eight it games. was eight Royals. I think it was nine at one point, wasn't it? Man. I, it was definitely eight. Now, giving credit where credit is due, the Kansas City Royals, a team that has a very loyal fan base, they went to the World Series last year. Don't even get me they're, started they're on still, that. They're still looking very good this year. They're in first place right now. True. Their players are hitting. Yeah, that's their true. Their players are pitching. That's true. They're, they're doing everything. They're winning. Yeah. So you got to give them credit. Yeah. But it's been players that are outshining some of these guys that's playing. One of them in particular that's sitting right here at third base with the Baltimore Orioles and Manny Machado yeah. on a, a great hitting straight. He, he's been one of the hottest hitters and players in baseball. But I was looking at this last week, and I wanted to chime in. It was seven dudes last week. Now, like Kelvin K. just said, what you say we down to now? Yeah, five Royals. We now. had five, five Royals now. So I'm kind of glad. I don't have an issue with four or five. But – the, the question I have, should the all-star voting be changed? Or should it stay what it is and then you just find a medium balance? Uh, well, nobody really had a problem with the way the all-star game was voted on in baseball until this situation. I haven't really heard a lot of people bark about it over the years because mm-hmm. you always – I think baseball – well, first of all, baseball's all-star game is the best, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, NBA is good for the fourth quarter. But um, other than that, it's like you might as well be at the Rucker. <laughs> um, but well, baseball has the um, the great job of saying, "Hey, look, this game counts because whoever wins that league gets home field advantage throughout." So right. I think that's why the, the gameplay is so much better. Right. And, uh, yeah, but that's relatively new. I mean, that's relatively new as far as when I mean the All Star game's been around for a very long time. Yeah, and that game is pretty, you know. Yeah, it's always. I, and, and what I mean is, they do a good job as far as um, making it ceremonial. They go. They do the a good job honoring the past. The past they the do a good day. job. They do a good job with the guys who aren't supposed to be starting. And what I mean is, nobody has a problem when Kyle Ripken really wasn't doing it, but he was starting at, at third when A. Rob made the switch with him. Right. Nobody had a problem with that. Nobody has a problem with – most people don't have a problem. I'm not going to say all. Ha, with Hall of Famers that are a little bit long on the tooth that have a chance to start an all-star game because that's what the people want to see because they're still productive players, most of them. I mean, they're not like, you know, selecting guys who just have no business at all being there. Right. You know. So, I think they do a good job of balancing, honoring certain players. Right. And – putting together a, a good, strong lineup that are both are elements in a, in a good competitive exhibition. I think they do a good job. Right. What about uh, another look at the All-Star game? I know your guy, Gene Carlos Stanton, is getting ready to be out for four to six weeks. <laughs> you see that, man. You know, you see that. And yeah. he didn't get hit by a pitch. He just yeah. he swings so hard. Yeah, man. And he yeah. swung so hard that I think he broke a bone in his wrist or something like that. And <laughs> He's out for four to six weeks, but to me, at, at this current moment, at first, I know earlier shows, I said Bryce Harper was probably the NL MVP. I got to take that back. <laughs> Stanton is the MVP. Man, I told you. And he's getting paid. In like the first the month of the season, man. 
But I saw I saw him coming on last year, mm-hmm. and, and he got hurt then. Yeah, he got hurt then. But I mean, I saw him coming on. It seems like as soon as I said, as soon as we had that conversation, man, that's when he started belting off those. You better stop jinxing these guys. Amazon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I better keep my mouth shut. <laughs> what about that young kid, Doc Peterson, out there with the Dodgers? He's got twenty home runs mm-hmm. as a young rookie. Outfielder for the Los Angeles Dodgers, and the Dodgers keep finding them. First, they found Yossiel Puig. Don't they find them, man? Now they now they got Peterson. I mean, that's a great farm system or something. I mean, they they finding them and they rolling, man. Well, the Dodgers have always found good talent. I mean, historically, that's what they're known for. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember that that stretch in the um the late eighties, early nineties, I think when. <laughs> when, they were, when they were, when they peeled off, no, when they, they peeled off all those rookies of the year in a row. Oh yeah, you so had Fernando, Piazza. Piazza. Yeah, I mean, I, who else was it, man? Was, was it Paul Laduca? One of them, I think. And Wei Yin Chen was a. I mean, Channel Park, Channel Park. <laughs> I say Wei Yin Chen. I said Wei Yin Chen. I'm thinking about the Orioles guy. <laughs> Channel Channel Park. He was out yeah. there. And Adeki, uh, Nomo was out yeah, there. Adeki Nomo. Yeah, Adeki Nomo. Right, right. They ran off a few guys in a row back-to-back seasons. But, man, this guy definitely isn't getting the, uh, the type of pub that he deserves. I mean, he's doing it. Well, you know why he ain't getting the pub? Because my guy, who I think is the rookie of the year, Chris Bryant, right now out there. With the, Must be. With the, hey, man, he killing. You tripping if you don't think about Chris Bryant. He's doing his work. He got them winning. He ain't doing more than Peterson. No, no, because – you know, in baseball, a lot of times baseball is looked at as right. you, you get the home runs. Right. That's what we like. Yeah. We want we want the home runs, the RBIs, right. and the average. True. That's what we're looking at. We ain't looking at all the intangibles and saying, "Yo, this kid is giving them a spark right. that's putting the the Cubs in a position to win." I mean, right now the playoffs are to start. Nobody expected the the Chicago Cubs to be in one of the wild card spots, which they are. That's and, true. I mean, that's that's what they were. And, and, I, and I think they can still keep it rolling like that. But when Chris Bryant, they brought him up, there was a lot of controversy with him over the uh, offseason about why they started him down in AAA. Mm-hmm. And he was putting up big numbers through preseason. They still put him down. And it's right. like, no, nah, I need to play. And, and now you got the kid up and they've been winning. So, you know, you got to give him credit where credit is due. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he, he's playing much better than I thought he was this fast. But you're talking about with, with this guy, man, Peterson, there have only been two – Two rookies in National League history with more home runs than this guy before July first. See, that's the kind of production that he's putting up right now. And well, I said it's probably a little bit of a East Coast bias on him and the kind of um, pub that he gets as far in comparing him to um, Trout when they end up right next door to each other. But Trout is, I mean, but Trout deservingly so. He solidified himself as um as legit All Star and a legit even at this stage in his career MVP candidate probably every year going forward. Yeah. So, I mean, not, not to take anything away from him, but this that's the type of production that this guy's putting up. So, it's time to start paying a little bit of attention to him because he legitimately could start the All-Star game as a rookie. Mm-hmm. That is true, too. What about that good pitching down there, down the way, right down 95 with the Washington Nationals? You know, Max Serge has been on point. The whole entire pitching staff for that matter has been on point. But here's a big question. Strasburg is getting ready to come back from injury. Do you think that's going to mess up the chemistry? Or no. do you think that can just make them go even higher over the top? No, that's where um, the manager comes into play. I mean. You got to give it up to Matt Williams. He's been doing a good job. Yeah, that's where, I mean, this is, this is what he gets paid for. But Strasburg, it's just a bonus at this point, right? I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's just I, a bonus at this so. point. Whatever he brings to the table is, is a bonus. You already have a, <laughs> a ridiculous staff. 
And I looked at the money that they paid Scherzer to come to town, and I was thinking, what are the Nationals doing? They have a great staff already. They're going to pay Scherzer all this money? I don't think anybody's talking about that Scherzer well, contract well, let's, anymore. Let's, let's look at it, though. I mean, with that with that Scherzer contract, when you go get Max, Cy Young Award winner, workhorse kind of guy, and you say, hey, look, let's bring him into the better league because – he doesn't got to worry about the big bats that they have in the American League over in the National League. They play so a lot of small ball. That was an advantage. So you pick some money. The Nationals ain't been nowhere but the first round of the playoffs. They've never been out of the first round. This kid could probably put them over the top and say, hey, look, let's get out of this first round. Maybe he can get us into a National you know, National League Championship Series, then maybe the World Series. You say Scherzer or? Scherzer. Scherzer. Yeah, okay. Scherzer. He's, they've never – the Nationals themselves have never been out of the first – the divisional playoffs. I should put it like that. They've never been out of the divisional. They've always been right there, losing the game five, get swept. They've never been over the top. Maybe this guy with the experience that he has. He's been to a World Series. He's been the Cy Young. So maybe Max can put this team over the top, let him be that number one so a guy like Strasburg doesn't have the pressure of saying, I got a carrier this squad because I'm the youngest pitcher, but I got the arm to, to do it. Right. Got to give it up to Washington for paying that money. And the yeah. good thing about baseball yeah. contracts, because it looks like the theme tonight was off of contracts, baseball contracts, guaranteed. it's fully guaranteed, and they got an unlimited stock. Ain't no salary cap in baseball. So if, yeah. they, if the Nats want to spend it, they they said, we're going to put the risk out there. We're going to spend this good money yeah. do what we got to do. Yeah, definitely. Can't go definitely. wrong with it. Definitely. And, and, and to kind of, to kind of – uh, Piggyback off of what you said, mm-hmm. I think the Nationals were actually in the NLCS last year against the uh, the New York, um, the uh, San Francisco Giants, and I think they lost in like five or six games, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So, but yeah, you add Scherzer to the lineup that they have with Strasburg. That's that's a pretty scary scary pitching pitching duo. Yeah, yeah, I mean, even today, it's very scary. Just watch uh, Jordan Zimmer go, Zimmerman go out there and beat the Braves six to one. I mean, they yeah. they are killing it right yeah. now with the Nationals. But one more pitcher that's been killing, he's been doing it pretty much all season. I think he's in the Cy Young Award race. Chris Sale, he just he's on a became roll, the man. second pitcher in Major League Baseball history with ten plus strikeouts in eight straight games. He drew in the great Pedro Martinez. My boy. This guy here. Pedro. Chris Sale's got to get out of Chicago. I mean, he he's, he's the best piece with that team, and they're not trying to build nothing else up there around him, man. They, 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 he's got to, If I was him, I'm like, look, I'm getting paid regardless. I might need to get up out of here. Because, and he's with the White Sox, right? Yeah, he's okay. with the White Sox. Yeah, 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 yeah. Best yeah. pitcher in baseball. Argument. Yeah, he need to yeah. go. He's, he's yeah. probably the best pitcher in baseball, and the White Sox are just slowly but surely wasting him down. I mean, who's a pitcher that we've seen before who's always been on a bad team, killed, 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 and never got the shot till late in the career? I give a guy like Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson, yeah. Randy the, Johnson, the was, that's Chris, you know, left-handed. Yeah. Randy Johnson was stuck in Seattle when they wasn't winning. Yeah. At, you know, they got that quick little pub back there right after the strike years, and yeah. they, they did their thing, and then he's just sitting there. And he said, I got to get out of here. So he yeah. went up to Arizona, and they won. And they won the I think Chris Sale could be in that same boat. If it's a player, like looking at some teams that's afloat with the playoffs right now, right. I look at a team like Toronto. They got big bats. They need a pitcher that can be their ace. Why not make a move for Chris Sale? San Francisco Giants. San Francisco Giants. They just won a championship, but that's what they do. Bats. Right. Toronto's yeah. going to have to give up they some gonna have, bats. But they got a lot of bats. 
the bats, the bats didn't carry him last year. They spent a the whole lot of and money. That's because they don't have a pitching. I mean, Same. all they got is Mark Burley. Mark Burley, Jose Reyes. And they were banking on uh, the knuckleballer, uh, R.A. Dickey. Mm-hmm. R.A. Dickey, yeah. they, they don't have the pitching that can go with the bats, and that's an issue. I mean, I look at a team right now, the Yankees. They paid a lot of money to CC. Since he got paid, he started to flunnel down with injuries as well as consistency on the mound. Wait. But yeah, it's just too big. Looking at the look at the Orioles. Well, the red size is another horse with another color. I I mean, I don't know if they just hit lightning in a bottle or something that year that they won the World Series. But since then they've been just trickling down. But but, but Toronto, real quick though, Toronto tried to bring some pitching in, it just didn't work out. I mean, you can't go every year because you need pitching, you can't just rip up contracts. You know they they made legitimate attempts at guys. You just named a couple, mm-hmm. and so I'm not going to I'm not going to fault the, the the front office. I'm just saying that you all. I'm just saying I'm not I'm not going to fault the uh, the front office to say well they they brought in these bats. They didn't bring in any pitching. They made a legit attempt to sign a lot of players, a lot of good players at the time. Right. Everybody was on board with um what Toronto was doing, but it's I mean they they went on a shopping spree, kind of like um well kind of like Philadelphia Eagles did a couple of years ago when they oh, were just God. signing all these Dream guys, team. hoping they were going to do something, and then it didn't pan out. But yeah. I mean, you can't predict what, what uh, people I'm are going to do for you. Here goes something funny. We talked about this earlier in the year. Houston Astros, still afloat, still in first place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. 45 and 34. I was very critical of the Astros. But I'm going to give you something else that's down there in the, in the great state of Texas. The Texas Rangers. We were just talking about this on our show a couple of months ago about the Josh Hamilton situation and the, you know, the, the scrutiny that he had out there with the Angels. Since he's come back to the Texas Rangers, Texas has been one of the hottest teams in baseball. Yeah, he hasn't been with them playing. And he hasn't been playing. Yeah. And I'm like, well, maybe it was just, you know, a change of scenery. He might have been a motivatable guy. but He's just when meant he got, to be a Ranger. He, he, he's just meant to be a Ranger. He's just meant to be a and, Texas Ranger. I mean, he came back today against my Orioles. He went two for four today. They did beat the Orioles today. <sighs> but Texas Rangers, they're, they're sitting afloat right there in that mix, too. They're only four yeah. games out of first place. Yeah. They were dead in the water until they made that move. So maybe it was a, you know. Maybe you just needed a piece that Look, came I'm, in and said, "Let's I, talk it up." I'm gonna be honest. I'm still, I'm still uh, wondering why he didn't get fined. Me too. Me too. I'm so all you had to do was come out and confess, and you won't get fined for for um for substance abuse. That's a. That's I mean, a, that's I mean, a horse of a I mean, is that it? Yeah, now, now I know we yeah. don't have a whole lot of time left in the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look at but, okay, a raw confess. Well, okay, if you use something and you confess, does that mean you get off scot free? Okay, I'd use performance enhancing drugs. This guy's smoking crack. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, so because, allegedly, we don't know exactly well, what he did. Uh, allegedly, yeah, yeah I, I wasn't, I wasn't there, you know. I, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, but because he confessed and said I have a problem, yeah, he gets let off scot free. Uh, I mean, he's already had several chances. Different strokes with different folks, I guess. That's what you can look at with that one. Yeah, and and also with the Texas Rangers and, and Josh Hamilton, you know, people forget they were in the World Series four years ago against the, the St. Louis Cardinals, and they had at least three or four chances to win game six. They blew all of them, blew mm-hmm. all of them. And once they lost game six, you kind of knew they were not going to win game seven. So, you factor in the fact that he's been to a World Series with the Texas Rangers. He he know he knows what it takes to get the Rangers there. Bottom line, if you're just meant to be with a certain organization, you're just meant to be with a certain organization. Well, yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. Just looking at it from a different vantage point, I think that 
not I don't look at it like he was meant to be with the Rangers. I think that the yeah. Rangers know how to handle him. Right. I think the Rangers right. know right. what it takes to put him in a comfort zone given right. his substance abuse and his right. off the field issues. Right. Because like I said, Ron White <laughs> the demand he was getting high. There. Yeah, he, yeah, he was, he was yeah. down there partying as well. <laughs> yeah, see, so you know yeah, what I Ron think it is. I honestly, I honestly really think it is. He went to the brighter lights in L.A. and he figured that he would have had a guy like C.J. Wilson because nobody remembers that C.J. Wilson was a went, big fixture yeah. down in Texas as well. Where Albert Pujols. Yeah. yeah, he figured that C.J. Wilson was going to be his because that's his best friend. That those two dudes would have got to L.A. and he would have kept him under wraps. That's my personal opinion. I think what it was. And he, one guy can't control another. A grown man can't control another grown man. Right. I mean, that's all there is to it. Right. And and in the case of the Texas Rangers, maybe a whole organization as a bigger family can say, hey, look, let's help this guy out. Cause if, and the only reason, and it's, it's messed up, I'm going to say this, mm-hmm. the only reason why they help out Josh Hamilton is because Josh Hamilton sells tickets and he hitting home runs to help them win. If he didn't do that, I don't think they'd be really worried about him and helping him. I'm gonna be honest, man. I, I I try not to dig too deep into it because it's a um, it's always a touchy subject, man. But I, I just wonder if he was black, if he would have had the same opportunities. Yeah, I don't think he would. I mean, let, let's say same player, mm-hmm. home runs, um, you know, winner, clear talent. I wonder if he was black. If he would have had the same opportunities. Well, what you think? I mean, Jerry, what you think, man, on that? Uh, well, I don't, I don't really like to, to get into stuff like that, you know. But I just think it's just based off of ability, no matter what color you are. Um, people in this world make mistakes. People in this world, you know, you know, the 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 United States of America is a land of second chances, and you know, but at the same time. You screw up that second chance, you ain't going to get a third one and a well, fourth one. Well, this fifth. guy has got – this well, is his fourth or fifth chance. Now, so. And to be fair, Daryl Strawberry and Doc Gooden got a hell of a lot of chances as well. That's mm-hmm. true. But That's that was – it. but That's the true. reason why I didn't bring that up initially is because that was a totally different MLB landscape then right, yeah. than now. Right, now, yeah. you you know, the, the, the public relations and the, um, you know, the, 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 the perception that, that – that corporate culture, that corporate right. perception and – you know the fines and the um, suspensions right. are, are stiffer now, much stiffer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Ver- stiff versus non-existent almost. <laughs> oh yeah, back back in those days. So right, definitely, definitely. And and, and as far as the suspension go, uh, well, suspensions go. Um, as far as the whole PED PEDs things, like like just just as far as players in baseball, just be honest. You know, if you did it, you did it. Own up to it. Take your suspension like a man and just move on. Like. There, there, there's nothing in the world that irritates organizations and sports fans, especially fans of baseball, than a liar and a guy who's denied, denied, denied for years. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, i.e. Alex Rodriguez. You know, you, you know, if bottom line, if you just come out and admit that you that you did wrong, then the people will forgive you. They might, they may not look at you in the same light as they once did. But they'll forgive you for it, and you'll get a second chance. You may not get the second chance that you want, but you'll get a second chance. I'm just waiting for the guy. I'm just waiting for the guy that in the off season went to Cancun and party too hard, and come back in spring training like, look, <laughs> things got a little wild. Did a couple things. I'm sorry, <laughs> and, and let's see how let, let's see how that goes over. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> let's see how that goes over. I screwed real, up. Real quick note on the MLB since we talk about MLB. Real quick. 
Yasiel Puig is in the report is at odds with Dodgers and teammates. Could be a sign of getting traded. Yeah, Puig is um let's just be honest, Puig is a great natural talent, but he's a project. Mm-hmm. He's a project. I mean, the guy oozes personality. I mean, oozes it. And um, it's easy to see. I know Mattingly was kind of, um, was kind of uh, you know, a little anti to the whole Puig situation, the Puig superstardom when he first started to really become a national figure. Mm-hmm. But he's a project. And maybe. But see, that team is ready to win now. And I don't know if that team can handle. His immaturity. Uh, uh, immature headache. It's it's crazy. And immaturity. it's all in L.A. It's just like DeMarcus Cousins with Sacramento. Yeah. You got a 24-year-old superstar that has an attitude problem. Yep. Yossio Puig is a guy, young guy, who could be a top three or four talent eventually in baseball. But he's got an attitude problem because yep. he's been privileged and gotten so much early. Exactly. I think it could be an addition by subtraction, but at the same time, you're losing one of the best tier talents that you already got in your organization. So, yeah, yeah, that's that, that's a tricky one. That's a real tricky. One. He's one of the most entertaining players that that I've seen come along in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one because the skills are obvious. I, right. I don't know if you get rid of him. I mean, you could get rid of him and, and get some solid prospects back right. to keep it rolling. Right. So if it is a situation where it's um, addition by subtraction, then maybe de- maybe depending on the package that you get, right. you, you might be willing to listen a little bit. But uh, Puig, Puig is um, Puig is Puig is a talent, man. He's yeah. a talent, and you don't if you're ready now, man. If you can make it through one year with him, then what's his deal like? I'm not sure. I can get that on the next show or the Inner Circle Sports Talk. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. But I'm not sure up top what that would be. But uh, I know that in baseball, when you're underneath of them rookie deals, you you can pretty much get a guy in baseball and keep him on your team for up to eight years, the way the dead stuff is. So, I mean, I, yeah, I don't – Yeah, with the options. Yeah, with the options and all that. I don't yeah. think that um he would be going nowhere. And they would get something in return for him. I, I yeah. know that they would get definitely get something back in return. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, they get something nice back for him. Right, mm-hmm. definitely. And, and and to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying about Puig, Puig, yeah, he obviously he's a he's a very, very, very talented player, but brings you know, brings it back to the immaturity and and, and, and honestly, I noticed this all last year throughout the MLB playoffs and throughout some of the regular season. That Dodgers management just felt like, you know what, mentally we just cannot put up with this dude. Mm-hmm. And even some of his teammates got tired of him to the point where the Dodgers were actually considering getting rid of him and trading him. But they felt like, you know what, this guy's too talented. He can help us win. Let's just let's just keep him and just hope that he matures and look at where he is now, you know. So Yeah. So it's all about maturity in sports. If you have maturity, you'll last very, very long. If you if you're very if you're immature, the organization is not gonna wanna put up with you but only you don't only, got, you only don't for got so time long. for the constant loosed over headache, man. That's it, all it is. Exactly. We tired of babysitting. Right. <laughs> that's a, that's basically all what it is. We're not gonna babysit a girl. Go another man. quick hot topic report. John Calipari has actually been reported in interest 
in the king's job as the head coach. Oh, he is, he is yeah. interested. Yeah, one minute he said he wasn't, next minute he is. I don't know. His name, but his name's been associated with so many links with mm-hmm. the NBA. And, and it's funny because you, you're getting sideways report. One report said he's interested. Then he comes out with a statement saying, "For the 100th time, I will be at Kentucky." And I believe John Calipari. Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. I, how can you leave that good money that they money is? <laughs> that they keep dropping down there on you in Kentucky. Every year they say, he coming to the NBA. What Kentucky do? They find some more blue, some green grass. That's what they call mm-hmm. it, green grass. They keep finding that green grass down in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. At one point, <laughs> at one point, it was rumored that he was going to be a package deal with my boy LeBron to mm-hmm. go to, to, go to <laughs> Cleveland. Yeah, to Cleveland. Right. And I'm like, like, and then why would you leave an organization in Kentucky, that's because he keep program. getting them daggone one and doneers. That's actually playing well in the league as well. I mean, but he's leading them to a Final Four almost every year, right? And so. that's and that's the thing. When you look at the talent that they keep getting, I'm gonna go back to the beginning. You had Derrick Rose, right. and you had Tyreek Evans. Yeah. Then you turn around and you had Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. You keep getting all the Rookie of the Years. You got Cousins. Cousins you got Wall. I'm just going off of the Rookie of the Years alone. Now John Wall would have won Rookie of the Year if Blake Griffin didn't come back and sit out for the one year and then come. John Wall would have probably won the rookie of the year that yeah. year. But yeah. he's always getting the rookie of the year. It's like, yo, you, you are the guy. <laughs> you are the I, I, I'm going to make sure my kid, if he played basketball, yeah. is going to Kentucky where John Calipari is because for some reason he's yeah. finding those dudes that can yeah. come in the league, be ready to go, be yep. your number one guy for a franchise yep. for years and years to come. Exactly. And that's probably why his name keeps getting thrown in with the league. But – I don't see him leaving. Well, I've, no I've heard a few times over the years, though, that his um, unsuccessful two years, term two in the NBA kind of sticks in his crawl a little bit. Mm-hmm. So when you've made money, when you made millions of dollars, and you've won championships, and you have the NBA gone through your school, mm-hmm. <laughs> it might – that's why I, I usually pay the 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 Calipari rumors a little more attention to than you know than the average college coach, because I know that it probably sticks in his crawl just a little bit. Like you know what, I'm a better coach than that. This just wasn't the right situation for me. Right. And I and if, for the right deal for the right power, uh, I'd go and I'd give it a try. Right. But it I'd be hard pressed to leave. Um, to leave that type of situation, the type of situation that a Coach K or a Calipari or a Nick Saban. I mean, these guys are living like kings, man. Exactly. And why <laughs> these guys would are you? Like kings. Why would you get? You're getting paid, you know, to coach the dream job that you've always wanted. You're getting talent left and right. You you damn you damn near might as well say during the Final Four last year he had seven footers in the starting lineup with they were they were long like trees, you know, and you know so you when you have talent. Coming at coming to your school almost every year, and you're leading your team in the Final Fours and winning national championships. Why would you even think about the NBA? I mean, granted, um, granted, like you guys said, his his brief stint in the NBA wasn't that successful. But at the end of the day, some guys are just meant to be college coaches. Mm-hmm. I.e., look at Nick Saban. Nick Saban, you know, coached at well, he 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 coached at he coached at Michigan State. For a certain period of time, left Michigan State, went to LSU, won a national championship at LSU, stayed there for a few more years till Les Miles took over, came to Alabama. He's been winning in Alabama ever since. But before he went to Alabama, went yeah, to Miami, Miami, went to Miami, was was god awful, 
you know, said he wasn't going to leave LSU to go to the pros. Broke well, that you can't promise. believe any of them. You know, that's what they do when you get that right, money. Right, exactly. So, so you know, some college, some college coaches are just meant to be mm-hmm. that. They're just meant to be college coaches, just like in the NFL. Offensive coordinators, i.e. Gary Kubiak, they're just meant to be offensive coordinators. They're right. just not head coaching material. Well, well, I don't know about that, though, man, because he had a good run with Houston. He did. He had a good run with Houston, well, man. I mean, yeah. you can only go so far with uh, what was the quarterback? With Schaub as your quarterback, yeah, I mean, he had true, Schaub. True. He had Schaub down there dealing a little bit. That's true. So That's I, true. I, I'm not going to take anything away from Kubiak as a head coach. I thought he did oh, yeah. a pretty good job, but I know what you're saying. Now, as right. far as offensive coordinator, OC, he might be the best in the business. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, because he took <laughs> he took my Baltimore Ravens offense from one of the. Middle of the From pack, to the middle top, of pack to, to, to top ten offense in National Football League, you know. So last two things I'm gonna throw in there, y'all. It's kind of some funny stuff. We're gonna talk about some old legends and two respective sports. First off, in the NFL, Brett Favre just came out with a statement saying that 45 years old, he could still be in the NFL right now as one of the top tier quarterbacks. I don't know what top tier, but I halfway believe him. You think now look with this smoke screen, you Brett think a team Ball. would give Brett Ball a call and Brett, say, Come on, Brett, hey, give me one more good shot. Hey, you got hey, a forty a forty five year old dude with a cannon like I'm that. I'm gonna tell you a dude who call him. You Boy. know Rex Ryan crazy enough to do it. <laughs> he in Buffalo, he love that attention. Exactly, and you ain't really got a quarterback, Matt Castle, Jeff Tool, Tyrod Taylor. You know, mm-hmm. man, you know, Maybe. you know, EJ, man. Might be a spokescreen. You never know. We got we got 11 weeks to find out, y'all. Exactly. We got 11 true, weeks. True, true, true. Maybe if he never stopped playing. Mm-hmm. But at this point, nah, hey, there's no way. Been but, too long. But I, I, I look at what guys like Warren Moon did, what, what Steve DeBerg did. Mm-hmm. Those guys played for, into their 40s. They were productive, man. Warren Moon yeah. was productive the whole way. Right. Yeah. The whole way. Black quarterbacks, yeah. we got to stick together. <laughs> yeah. Hey, one, one of the best that ever did it. Yeah. <laughs> But what about this? What about my other guy? In another sport, you know, one sport we haven't talked about tonight, we're going to hold it out for the next Inner Circle Sports Talk exclusive. You know, we got a whole circle. We just dividing it up a little bit right now. But what we got, boxing, Oscar De La Hoya, a couple of weeks ago was rumored that he was going to try to come out of retirement to fight either Floyd or Golovkin. Come on. He decided to do the smart thing after Bob Arum and a couple other people said he'd be crazy to do it. He said, I'm not coming out of retirement. Very smart. Do you think it was the smartest idea? Very smart. Smartest thing he ever came up with. I don't want to see him get killed. You done already lost to Floyd once. Rocky Rocky Four situation going on, man. I I definitely (laughs) didn't want to see that, man. I really didn't want to see that. Rocky Four situation. But I know that's your boy, man. I know that's your boy. Oscar entertained us a lot of nights, man. You know, I like Oscar because he always, he fought everybody that was out there right uh, move up to fight you move down to fight you Oscar for everybody that was close to him made a whole lot of money and we had a whole lot of good fight parties too uh, <laughs> yeah. Oscar De La Hoya pay-per-views well, what we gonna do Inner Circle Sports Talk my man Jared the God my man Kelvin K yes sir myself GD Fitz we gonna close it out we gonna give y'all a little something different if you didn't notice the, the music that we've been doing today has been bad boy 20 year anniversary went down and puppy fell in the hole but we're gonna talk about that <laughs> on another day but we're gonna go out with 112 tonight biggie and mace this is what we do at the circle sports talk thanks for listening y'all peace <laughs> 
when the city gets room 112, where the players dwell, and stash more cash than Burp Adele. Inhale, make you feel good like Tony, Tony, Tony. Pick up in your middle like Moni. Yeah. She don't know me, but she's setting up. Yeah. Try to style slide off with a homie. Yeah. Escada, don't got a player. Stays clergy. Game so tight, they call it virgin. Oh, 